The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep List, your home for list making here on the BICBP-radio.com network. I'm one of your hosts, Dan Torres. With me, as always, is the creator, the brainchild behind Eat Sleep List, Mr. Matt Johnson. Matt, it's great to see you, as always. It's fantastic to see you, buddy. How are you? I am great. Um, I... First of all, I need to lead off this show by saying thank you for supporting my show last week. Of course. It was wonderful to see you uh, in the audience for that. And I really, really do hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, It was cool to be a part of something that's now a part of this network. And I feel like it's a nice community um, outlet we have now, too. Yeah, I was like, I, I've been trying to come see you do your thing for a couple years now. It just it just hasn't worked out. I was like, really disappointed. I, I didn't get to watch you do your Shakespeare in Delaware Park. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really disappointed. I didn't get to do that. And just things didn't line up. But this is the beauty of me kind of cutting back on a lot of things that I have time to go and and, and see, you know, my friends do stuff. And it was really cool. I didn't know what to expect. I went into it with minimal expectations, not just with the play, but just where I was at. I have driven by the Ghost Light Theater many times and have never like been inside. So it was cool to see it. It is deceptively large in there. Yeah, it is. Like it looks like, I don't know what it reminds me of like Hermione Granger's like little bag thing that she pulls all this stuff out of. Like it looks like a like a like a decent sized house. Then you walk in, it's just massive, um, just gigantic theater stage room. And I was like, this is cool. And it was just cool to see like just just the environment, the aura, and just how you and Ben and every and the whole cast like just crushed it. I I was in love watching this thing. Like I was, I loved watching this thing. We sat with some, I sat with some great people, including your wife, yeah. Steve. And, um, oh God, what's his name? Cosmo. Cosmo. Yeah. He, dude, he was so cool. We talked about resident evil and stuff and I, I had so much fun just sitting there. It was, it was, it was worth it, man. I, I can't wait to see, I'm going to, I want to come and make more stuff. So I'm excited to see, uh, you know, when your next, when your next, uh, show is. Definitely. We should honestly have Cosmo on at some point for this show, because um, I feel like you two would have a lot in common as far as. Oh, we did. We, we I mean, I randomly brought up Resident Evil. And we had gotten to like a like a 10 minute conversation during intermission about it. Oh, and I dude, I love it. I, I would love to have it do an episode with him. So I highly encourage it. Good vibes only. And not to put Julie on the spot, but uh, she was. Uh, when we came home, we were talking about the show and she was she was talking about sitting with you guys and she was like, you know, it was really nice. I got nice individual time with each of them to just kind of talk I've, to them. And I've like, never had that with Julie. And she's yeah. oh, she like I she's always she's been good at my heart. book because she's your wife, but she is just an awesome human being. <laughs> she's the best. I absolutely love her. But uh, she was say she was like, 
it's so hard to find good men. And for you to be able to bring like three good men into one room on the same night is like, it shows a lot about your character. I was going to say, it's a testament to you. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But thank you for supporting. It made me feel so damn good. And I wanted to kind of lead off with that too, because of our topic, our topic today is our top 10 stories that came from our friends or through some kind of a friendship. Um, And, you know, that night in particular, I was like, this is cool because I have my wife and I have three of my really, really good friends out there. And it makes things feel more special, right? Those memories feel way more important because it's with those people who you consider your family that, you, you know, you happen on and happen to be friends with and just create these beautiful, beautiful times together. It's the best feeling. It it truly is. It truly is. And I was so happy when you suggested this topic because um, I just popped back on social media this week and I had come across the post that you had made. Um, uh, uh, Might have been Tuesday, Monday, something like that, just about how appreciative you were of, of, of life and your life currently. And it got me thinking because I've been, you know, not to make this about me, but uh, the last six, seven months, I've been on a bit of a personal uh, realignment and realightening and just re- readjustment, however you want to call it. And, you know, there was a lot of times in there where, you know, I just some rough times. Let's just say that. Yeah. And uh, and where I am now, like, I'm I'm glad I stepped, you know, kind of stepped back and, and, and got myself right. And, dude, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, to today, it, you know, not just with you, but with everybody, and just, just, just living, uh, and seeing the world through a different, you know, a different lens and a much more happier and positive lens. Um, so I was really excited to kind of, kind of look back, and I've actually like when you, when you told me this on Wednesday, I've done nothing but like reflect, you know. Um, so I'm excited to kind of get get through that and 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 discuss a lot of these things. Uh, and what they mean to me and and uh, and so much more. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you being so open about that, too, because I, I feel like it's important, especially, you know, we're not, you know, the, the Joe Rogan experience. We're not a massive platform on here, but I feel like it's important for people that, uh, you know, are in a public light of some kind to open up about their mental health and let people know, Hey, it's okay to uh, be vulnerable and go on these personal journeys and like go to dark places, but you got to be able to pull yourself out too. And I, you got to be able to find the beautiful things. And this is, this is a list of really beautiful things that we're probably going to laugh over this entire list. It could be, it certainly could be. There's definitely a lot of fun ones. Um, some heartfelt ones, just some great moments. Um, yeah, I I do have to say, uh, my cousins were my first friends. However, I did omit them from this list. I went basically uh, j- just straight like non blood because I think there's something special about friends, right? There's something special about friends and friendship, as we've talked about. Uh, you can't choose your family; you can choose your friends. Mm. And I, so I so I made it. You know, I wanted to keep it centric to that because it is really cool when you think about it, how you can be in the right place at the right time with the right person and a friendship over something uh, blossoms into 
a brother or sisterhood. Um, it, friendship is really, really special. All right. And, uh, you know, I've had, I've been fortunate to have a lot of, a lot of friends over the, over my lifetime. Um, some last this day, maybe not as strong as they once were. And I have some really strong ones now. Um, but all of them, regardless, hold a special place in my heart. And I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. So, you know what, without further ado, let's just dive into this list. Let's do it. Um, this is our top 10 stories with our friends, Matt, why don't you kick us off with number 10? Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with, uh, my first one, my number 10 here, uh, back in middle school, middle school wasn't like a, like a super, uh, it wasn't like a super like great time for me socially. Uh, man, being a bus kid for the first time was, was interesting. Uh, I was just totally out of my element, right? You just, the the social anxiety of middle school, right? A company accompanied by, uh, hitting puberty and just so much other awkwardness. You're really like, you're starting to grow into an adult at this point. Um, wasn't great, but there was one thing that I did look forward to quite a bit. I had a friend named Matt who lived down the street from me. Uh, one of the very few kids in my neighborhood. And, uh, and just one of the things that we used to do, one of the things that we used to really do is we used to t- walk to media play. Um, I'm sure Dan, you remember media play quite a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. It was less than a five minute drive from my my parents' house, and it was a nice half an hour walk um, for me. And this is what just one of my favorite memories, um, you know, of it from those middle school years. Uh, we used to walk there. It was probably like once a week. We used to go hang out, look at all the cool stuff because media play was like uh, media play was great. Now, it, it wasn't, was. It wasn't just clothes. It wasn't just like food. It was CDs. It was video games. It was toys. It was collectibles. It was so much stuff. Um, and it was always nice to be able to look there and look at stuff that you can't afford. But we used to go there. We used to uh, grab dinner. Our my parents or our parents would alternate. They're like, okay, here's $10. Go split up Arby's the five for five back when it was like it was reasonably priced. And uh, that was really neat. It was like one of my only forms of exercise at that time, just because I didn't play many. I didn't play sport, a whole lot of sports in middle school until eighth grade. And uh, and yeah, it was just nice to go there. We'd cut, we'd 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 go hang out in media play for like an hour or so, go look at stuff, and then we would head back. And it was just a, it was just a nice like simple thing that it just. Yeah, I mean, obviously, media play doesn't exist anymore. So it's like, but every time I drive by what it is now, which is an Ollie's, it's always cool to kind of think about me like being out, like me not having a bike, not having a car, um, not having bills. Just just a much simpler time in my life, being able to walk to media play and that being a thing to do, uh, you know, on a, on, a, on a school night, which was really nice. So, um, so that's what I'm going to do for my for my number ten. It is. Uh, my medium play walks with my my old friend Matt. I actually just seen him for the first time this summer in uh oh god. <laughs> it's been a long probably since high school. It's been a long time. Um stayed and chat with him. He stopped by my parents' house. We were doing a yard sale and we, we got we chatted and we actually discussed this um and some of our favorite memories doing that. So um and just it was really nice to reconnect and, and, and discuss that. So um, but that's that's a, that's a definite favorite. That's a bright spot for me in those uh, those dastardly middle school years. So um, that is my number 10. 
Yeah, man, it, that's it, that's a great one. One to have access to media play right down the street from you is essentially such a blessing. That's an amazing thing. Yeah, the uh, hardest part was crossing Niagara Falls Boulevard, but other than that, it was it was not bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's definitely a challenge at that age, for sure. Um, but you know. It, middle school can be so challenging when you're, you know, you're going through growing pains and different things like that. And to have someone to be able to like, just have that bond with and have that time with is really, really something to hold on to. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Like I, I remember hanging out with people a little bit, but it just like, there was nothing like memorable. Like in those years, there was nothing like that stood out. Like that was this great thing. It was just, I don't know. Hey, you know, you're, you're, you're in middle school now. So you're like a little adult, your parents, they'll help you out. Like that's when my birthday party stopped and really slowed down. And, you know, I just, yeah, I was just, I was struggling with like school and homework. So when I can get out and go and take a, take a little stroll, um, you know, to, to somewhere it was, it was nice. That was quality time. So. Yeah, that's excellent. Thank you. Bob. Uh, so at first I'll shout out to, uh, because you brought up the media play being in walking distance. I have a seven 11 right at the like two minutes from where I grew up at my parents' house. So that was always the move when I was where, wherever I was in my neighborhood. If I was at, uh, Steve's or anyone else's that I grew up near, we were always, okay, walk to 7-Eleven, sit on Dan's porch, and then walk to the next location, whatever, with whatever we were doing. Um, So shout out to that because that gets a for sure honorable mention because I've had so many good memories doing that. Um, But my number 10 involves somebody who's going to appear, I believe, three times on this list, uh, who is my best friend, Steve. Uh, because we've been best friends since second grade. He's been on the show before, if you're not familiar with him. He has. Um, but he's been my best friend since we were uh, about seven years old. That's amazing. And we've just had countless, countless, countless memories in those years. Um, but his birthday parties every single year were the most lit birthday parties you could possibly imagine. Uh he, I can't remember too much of the early ones, but I remember them being super fun. But one in particular, I remember in fourth grade, his dad is um, a chemist. So he came into school, uh, into like our classroom, did an experiment with dry ice where he made punch with dry ice. And it was really freaking cool. And then his birthday party was right after. So that was like the at school pregame for going to his party and it was cool because like the boys got invited and the girls didn't so we were like oh okay this is this is our one up on everything um but he always you know steve had so many video games so like everybody would be so into doing that um we played dodgeball he grew up right near spruce school so we could always like go out and play like hide and seek there and like do stuff like that they were everybody always looked forward to them Every single year. But the best part for me always of those, because I'm Steve's best friend, was our moms are are very close, too. They could talk for hours if you sat down and put them in a room. So my mom would always get there, and they'd get to talking, and I'd stay for, like, 
three or four more hours than I was supposed to all the time because they'd just be hanging out. Steve and I would just hang out for a longer time. It was cool because it was like everybody left and I kind of knew like, okay, it's going to be me and him at the end. I, me and him, I'm pretty sure it was a birthday party of his. Me and him played Wii Bowling until, God, it must have been like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Because <laughs> we watched we watched a Simpsons rerun too. Okay. So it was it had to be late because they showed them on Fox like later on. Um, so, so like, God, we had so many good memories. Even even in high school, like the first or second year of high school, I got him Bioshock, uh, for his birthday, and we all stayed up all, the one night and played that, and were terrified. Um, but we just had some really really great times come from his birthday and his birthday parties. Even you know what? I was thinking about this today. Um, during the pandemic, uh obviously there was nothing to do with people and I missed me, Steve, Dave and Cosmo missed the hell out of each other. And we decided what if we do like an old school call of duty zombies night and we all just cleared a Saturday night. The one night we grabbed like a 12 pack of beer each. (laughs) I sat in my room on my headset like we did back in the day and we just played zombies the entire night and just got wasted and talked to each other. It was the best. It was it was the best feeling. But like something's good has always come from his birthday and we've always had a good memory to make every year. So it had to make my list, even though it's very general. So number 10 is Cheese Man's birthday parties every year. That's great. You know, I love Steve. I, Steve, I'm sure you're listening. You have said this is your favorite podcast or one of your favorite podcasts to listen to. So I'm going to hold you to it. Um, uh, I, I do. I, I'm so glad you brought Steve into my life. Uh, but how cool is that? You guys have known each other and been that tight since the second grade. Like that's like, right. You, that's what you said, right? Second grade. Yeah. Roughly. And you, you know what? I was also thinking about this today when I uh, pulled into the parking lot to come here because, as you know, this used to be a uh, uh, a school. Yeah. And then across the street used to be the church hall. And, like, the church hall is where we do, like, gym and art, stuff like that. Um, on Sundays in my eighth grade year, uh, my – my, like – the chorus director over there or something like that for the church like put together this like little musical program that that, like the church did for one weekend it was fun it was it was a good time but it was basically like a lot of lip syncing and stuff like that but I've been performing since I was really young I like to sing uh so they wanted me for that uh and this is I get kind of emotional talking about this because it's like they had no reason to do this. Uh, my family like had to get on its feet. It probably until around I was in high school, we were we were trying to figure it out and like, right. how to make it. So we, we only had one car for a little bit. So and my dad would work on Sundays. Um, so. When I uh, after church. I would go and do rehearsal for this thing. And Steve's dad, I would see him at church and he would tell me to call him when I was done with the rehearsal and he would pick me up and give me a ride home. (sighs) Like why? Like 
why do you feel the need to do that? Like, right. he, what, I wasn't his kid, but he's always like, he still says to this day, he's like, ah, you're my kid. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, he always says stuff like that. Um, so it's, I, I'm really blessed to have him in my life. And that's why he appears so many times on this list, too, because he's always been, that is that is my blood brother till the day I die. Dude, that's, oh, it's, it's nice when you can have, like, uh, not that, like, obviously, you know how great your parents are, but when, you know, just how close you are with somebody else's family where, you get, where they're pretty much your 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 secondary parents. It, like, it, just basically a secondary home, right, where you can kind of go to all hours of the day um, or night. You, you could probably get fed if you want. You know you're going to have a good time. I miss friendships like that, man. I really do. There is, like, that. what you and Steve have is, is it's special. It's really special. So, yeah. Very yeah, good. And I I'll never take it for granted. So um, but yeah, let's continue on with our list. Matt, your number nine. Okay. So my number nine. Um all right, so we're gonna go this is my earl youngest. Yes, this is my youngest memory. So this predates the media play walks. Um growing up in elementary school, I had this this really good friend named Jake. Uh known him since kinder i had known him since kindergarten uh we grew really really close our moms eventually got along and you know that fun feeling when you're having a play date right you're going over your friend's house and and the mom and and your mom kind of comes along or dad and and vice versa and jake and me became what i thought i thought to be inseparable um hanging out over Jake's house, which became a common thing over the summer. Cause again, I didn't have really many kids. I didn't have, I had zero kids in my neighborhood. There was a dude across the street. We got closer when I got older, I had to ride my bike a little bit further, to go hang out with Jake, but he introduced me to um, another kid who became a really good friend um, over for many years, uh, Danny and um, another kid named Mark. There's a whole bunch of kids that we all hung out with. And, uh, Basically, I mean, we couldn't wait for the weather to break. Like, we couldn't wait to go out and, and, and hang out. We'd even hang out, like, during the winter time too. Um, but, like, summers were the best, all right? Summers were the absolute best. We played street hockey, all right? Uh, street hockey. We did uh, – we played football in Danny's backyard, which was – I mean, it was a really nice house. Um, we'd have video games. If it was too hot or it was too cold – it, well, it didn't matter. We we like hey, let's go hop in the basement. We we play Madden or, um, or a couple other video games. Uh, we had water gun wars. This is like fourth, fifth grade, like me. Maybe I'll probably actually maybe a little bit younger than that. Third, uh, third, fourth, fifth, and getting together and having water gun wars, which was like so cool, right? Because everybody's all decked out in their sweet super soakers or whatever else, like just unique weapons. Um. We were always trying to finagle ways to make money too. It was <laughs> we would harass people to sh- like when it was winter time out. We'd harass like old people to, to shovel their sidewalks and driveways. And there was one time we were so excited. I know I was excited. We shoveled this lady across the street from Danny's house, and uh, and she gave us five dollars. And dude, five dollars was mega money back then. That's how much I made an allowance in a week doing chores at my house. I shoveled the driveway. We made $5 collectively. So we went, we all bought, we bought a, a, a two liter of root beer, which was probably like a, in the dollar range back then. This is early 2000. Like this is early 2000s. I think we bought some chips or something like a, like a community bag of chips. And we were so 
pumped up. Um, we were together. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things like you, you I, I used to see it on Facebook all the time. Um, you know, there's this little thing about how you don't know when the last time, like that's going to be a common theme here, but the last time you hung out with your friends, you not, you don't realize it is a, until it's, you know, it's kind of passed by. And, uh, you know, being a kid, you just think that everything's just forever. And, uh, that was one of those cool things is that that was my neighborhood of kids that I grew up with. Um, me and Jake fell out for a long time through middle school. And, uh, we actually reconnected at the end of senior year, which is really nice. Um, and Danny was a friend for a long time. I actually didn't go to school with him until high school, um, but we had always stayed close. Um, and we were on the same wrestling team together. He was my wrestling partner throughout high school. So, um, and, and but that that was a fun one there. Just like that was my early years. That was my group of kids. And uh, you know, again, we all fell out of uh, out of touch in, in middle school years. But um, elementary school, that was that those are my those are my guys so um shout out to them but an assortment of stuff uh with my, with Danny, Jake and uh and and Mark so that is my number 9 I love it I uh yeah those memories are very very special and I agree that you don't know when the last time something is going to happen is going to be kind of a theme yeah in some parts of this um my my next entry is kind of like that, but not for, you know, bad reasons at all, just for, you know, growing up kind of reasons like that. Um, so this story I'm going to title Weapons. Um, and I it's it's kind of an uncharacteristic story in a, in a couple ways. So when I got to. Let, let me take this back before that. So when I started working at Budway Supermarket, my junior year of high school, like end of junior year, um, I met this kid who went to Niagara Wheatfield uh, that worked in the dairy department. I kind of knew him from around the store. And uh, the one day he asked me about something. He was like, hey, you act right over at the like the Ghost Light Theater. And I was like. Yeah, I do. And he was like, oh, you know, I've been thinking about getting into acting and like different things like that. Um, and he had done like he's he, he was into comedy shorts and stuff like that uh, and had a passion for like shooting skits and stuff like that. So. When I got to Buff State, I was originally a history major, like I told you on the last episode. Right. And when we were doing tours, they had mixed us in different groups. And the kid was in my group. His name is Jesse. Um, and he, it ended up, it turned out he was going to school for theater. And I was like, oh, so you did make the jump to like doing it. He's like, yeah, I did. So he ended up um, going that path. My third year, I ended up being in the major. And me and him had always, when we would run into each other, we would talk. And it turned out like he, he was doing some of the shows there. And I ended up seeing him in a couple uh, and then I became a major and we started like, he became someone I looked towards all the time. His birthday is like four days before mine. Like there, all these like little things that we had in common. Um, but we ended up, this is, I'm getting long winded before the story. Um, but we ended up doing multiple shows together. 
the second one that we did together was called The Importance of Being Earnest. And me and him were seen partners for the majority of the show. And it was a high profile show because the local theater critic was playing um, one of the roles. Oh, okay. Um, and, and it's one of the reasons me and him ended up getting seen as much as we did before we got out of college, which was really beneficial. Um, and it was a hard process. So me and him ended up like really pushing each other and really getting to know each other throughout this whole thing. So in the meantime, while we're doing this show, we're doing a million different other things. And in one of our classes, me and him are, part are partnered up to do a report on an important figure in musical theater. We had to do Fred Astaire for this. Gentui, I hope you're not listening because we're still to this day. Uh, but I hope you're not listening because this absolutely didn't happen. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> so we had like two or three weeks to do it, right? And we kept running into each other and being like, hey, we should probably get this done. Like, yeah, we probably should. And then the Friday of, we were like, hey, we should probably get this done. Yeah, we probably should. And uh, the next Monday, it's due on the 21st of April. It's um, April 20th, the Monday. At the beginning of the Monday, he's like, hey, we should probably do this thing. And I'm like, yeah, we really should probably do this thing. And it was like just this recorded, it, it was like a video project okay. that we had to do. So I had a show that night, like a one-off show. So I finished doing it. It's like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. The the things due the next day. It, it's due. It's due so soon. So he's like, "Okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do our research and we're gonna video it on the fly." And like say so. So we came up with like kind of this talk show PBS style thing that we did. And man, we sat there from nine until like twelve thirty at night in this black box theater, like figuring it out on the fly. Wow. And recording this thing. I've already keep in mind my first class of the day is like at 9 a.m. So this is like a ridiculous day for me. I'm already at a 15 hour day doing this. Whew. So so we finish it and he like edits it on the fly and sends it and we're like he lives with our friend Shabar at the time. So I go back. I'm dorming at Buff State. We drive back to his apartment because as I had mentioned, it was April 20th, which to certain people, they like to um, partake in in a herb that comes from um, nature that happens to be legal in New York right now, but doesn't happen to be legal at the time of the story. <laughs> um, but um, our friend Shabar happens to partake of this substance. And at the time, I, you know, I may have been in the room when this happened, uh, but I will not confirm or deny, sorry, mother, uh, that these activities were going on back in the day. But Shabar's birthday happens to be April 21st. So we walked in and he was already half passed out um, from the, the holiday before and his birthday being that day. Um and he has his favorite movie on, which is Terminator 2. I'm getting to why the story is called this. Me and Jesse were so delirious after this long day and had just partaken in the holiday, as we'll call it. And we were sitting around watching Arnold. Are you familiar with Terminator 2? Yes, yes. So so we're at the part where um 
they're going after each other at the end in the factory. It's all it's almost over where where the the new robot has like reformed out of the liquid and and is coming after them again. Yeah. And Arnold's like dead practically, but and you think he's dead. So me and Jesse are so delirious that Jesse starts going weapons. <laughs> like saying like all as he's because they're shooting guns. And, he's <laughs> going, and we're going back and forth. We're going weapons. <laughs> weapons. And it's like back and forth. And then at the at the part where the light gets back in his eyes and he starts getting up, Jesse goes, What happened? Or oh, look, a vampire. And as he's grabbing the gun, and me and him were having the time. It had to be like 2.30 in the morning. And we were just dying laughing at absolutely nothing. I ended up getting back to my dorm at like 3 o'clock. Got no sleep from the night before. But it was, it, he moved to California to pursue acting full time. And he's he's really killing it in what he's doing. Um, And I just... I really, really, really love those memories because it was it was at that time where he would also just call me up on a random night, too, and be like, hey, you want to come over and like watch uh, Family Guy and get Chinese? I'd be like, hell yeah, absolutely. So we really formed a bond during that. And he's uh, I talked about on a podcast the other day how he's one of my favorite team partners of all time, too. So I really appreciate that time and those memories that I have with him. So. Vepons comes in at number nine. <laughs> I had no idea what you said when you first said it, when the theme of the story, and then I'm glad it all cleared up at the end. That was, I mean, that's tremendous. Yes, and 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 basically in, li- in oh, line with my number, oh. in line with my number nine as well. It was so, and 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 I forgot to mention one of the most important parts of this story is we got the highest grade in the class on this. Did you really? Good for you. <laughs> Good for you guy. That's I love it. You know, some century, baby. (laughs) You know, a lot of people took a lot of time and and planned it out and 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 did it, and then you guys just wung it. You just winged or is that wung? That's not a word. Um you winged it. Half the half the people in the class did and when because they said something about Jen said something about it. It was supposed to be informative. Like, you were supposed to give information. She was like, if I had to talk about that one that was most on point with what you were supposed to provide, it was Dan and Jesse's who did. And, like, we, I just remember getting, like, all this side eye from everybody that was, <laughs> we were just, like, knowing that we just, like, threw it together. And we're like, well, yeah, what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> that is beautiful. Oh, what a good story. Oh, it was the best. I Jesse, if you're li- if you happen to be listening to this, I miss you and uh I had some great times with you, man. Yeah. Well, make sure he knows. Make sure Jesse knows. So Yeah. All right. Yeah, I will. You should. You number, should number number eight, Matt. All right. My number eight, this is this is high school time. All right, this is my only one from sports related in high school. Um, this is the Thousand Islands Wrestling Tournament, which is really cool. Uh, off-season wrestling was like super important uh, when it came to high school, just high school, being a wrestler in high school. You learned a lot in the off-season. Um, it's where you, you took your biggest strides, then you bring it back to to the school, you know, once once wrestling season begins. 
And I had been doing it for a couple of years at that point, doing little tournaments here and there. You know, I do a little pop-up tournament in, say, uh, like Alden um, or there'd be, you know, just, just random ones here. And then we get a, a you know, I find out in the, this would be, yeah, this is between my 10th and 11th grade year. Um, find out a little bit ahead of time that, that, Hey, we're going to go to thousand islands. We were invited. Uh, our team was going to collaborate with Lockport, um, who was going to take a team. We were just filling in some weight classes. So it was really cool uh, because a lot of these guys, I didn't see, a lot, some of my, a lot of my teammates, I didn't see during the summertime. I didn't see them. Uh, you know what I mean? I didn't see them pop up at wrestling tournaments and, uh, they're usually pretty busy, which is, you know, which is, that's, it was their choice. Um, we go to thousand islands, which is absolutely beautiful. And there are hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people. There's so many different teams. And this is my first like road trip with them. Uh, my dad came along, of course, my coach, Izzy Martinez, on uh, the Lockport's coach, Joe Scapoletti. But for me, it was really cool because I'm in a car or I'm in various cars. And I'm hanging out in situations with other wrestlers um, from Lockport. And these are like moments that you 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 never um, uh, like you just don't take for granted. Right. Because you don't get that opportunity just anywhere else. Um, in, we did some heinous shit man it was it was it was we we took over the the pool the the pool as soon as we got to the hotel um and we like we covered the camera and submerged like a pool table like a like one of those plastic like table circular tables we submerged it in the pool as well as a whole bunch of chairs we covered the cameras before we did it like this is for me in 10th grade who is all hoity-toity uppity this is pretty hardcore stuff for me um one of our friends uh well well, i can say his name Irvin, um was switching windows out he'd go he went outside and was switching the hotel windows out for the outside and somebody like called like the hotel and they're knocking on doors and stuff. And they were checking. It was, it was some pretty wild stuff. Um, you know, it's always just fun with wrestlers. He actually ended up stealing a, uh, a, a team that was sponsored by monster energy drink. He stole their singlet. It was the, one of the coolest looking singlets ever. He went in one of their bags and took it. And the kid was, didn't have a singlet to wrestle in for the rest of the tournament. It was the first day. Um, just just great memories eating um it was it was pretty bad uh 10 out of 10 do not encourage but um but also just some really great memories because my friend danny moss who i mentioned in the previous one he happened to be out in thousand islands with his dad they spend a week out there they do fishing and i got to try like fresh fish it was like they we went to their spot and i think it was cape I don't know if it was Cape Vincent, but we went out to their spot, their little camp spot, and we were just sitting there. We were sitting there by a fire, eating fresh fish in between wrestling. This was the first time I got to go to a wrestling tournament and enjoy the area around me. Let's just say that. Um, I would be able to do that in Virginia Beach, you know, the the following year, uh, Albany for, uh, you know, for other reasons. But um, this was the first time and I got to do it and it was a good tournament. It was, I had a really good tournament. I went five and oh, which I was pretty pumped about, you know, um, which is just the icing on the cake to a great weekend, but I've been dying to go back to thousand islands ever since it's a really cool spot, especially during summertime. But, um, yeah, it was just amazing. Just wrestling mats, heat, just every, you know, just, it was such a different experience for me, uh, to be in the dead of summer and to be doing that. And is just, Thousand Islands is just such a beautiful place, and uh, and yeah, so that would be my number eight. Um, 
Yeah, to, like sports teams and stuff, I think it often gets overlooked, those memories, a lot, um, the further you drift apart in age. But um, but those guys were all my friends. Shout out to Kenny Hamilton, who, like, I look back to our 10th grade year, and like that, it, and we had no idea, like, what, what we would become. Two years later, we'd be, you know, we, we'd win sectionals and get to go to states together. Uh, you know, we were accompanied by our friend Irvin. And it was just... Ah, it was just the basis of some really cool, you know, just very cool memories. So, um, so yeah, Thousand Islands is my number eight. I love it. I, I never had any of those memories as far as like baseball goes, uh, just because I kind of had different people on my team every year. And, right. You know, that, that switches up so quickly. Um, and I sucked for the majority of the time that I actually played afterwards, it was baseball is one of those things. that's so weird where when I played it, I was like resistant to actually learning it. But then when I played it for fun, I was, I was actually like, I actually knew what I was doing. Like if I were, if I were on a baseball team or even uh, in the one year in high school, in gym class baseball, I cranked two home runs. So I could do it, but yeah. it was just, it was one of those things where, you know, it, it just wasn't happening at the time within, even in my friend group, I was known as like one of the best batters or one of the best like fielders because I actually knew positioning. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. I was the same my, way. I, yeah. I hated playing baseball, love to watch it. And like, Again, when you're older, you get the intellect. I was I'm that way with football too. I hated playing football in in elementary school. I, I go in that like the, the 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 youth programs there and stuff. Hated it. Didn't understand it. And then I grew up and I actually loved and relished around football. I actually learned to understand it. And uh, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, I love it. Um, all right. So on my number eight, I actually so. First off, I told the lie at the beginning of this podcast. I realized <gasps> I have Steve on here four times. <laughs> Deservedly so. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually have two people uh, multiple times on this. Um, but I, I have a few. Actually, all these people are pretty much multiple entries. Um, so I, uh, I had to put one uh, precinct memory on here. Because I was really thinking, like, where have a lot of my friendships, like, taken? I like podcasting for a lot of reasons. I'm like, uh, one of the main ones is because I have um, conversations that are just, like, forever uh, recorded now. And I'll always have these memories. um, But one of my favorite ones that we've ever done here was the Hot Ones episode oh, that yeah. you were actually a part of, too. <laughs> um, so this was absolute torture. I was sick with some kind of sinus thing that day, but I was like, I'm still going to do this. This is still going to happen. This is still going to happen. And I remember it was an idea that I had since, like, episode one to eventually do it. And episode 20 was a weird thing to celebrate, but there was something about the 20th episode for me that it was like, if I'm if I can get here, I'm going to be consistent forever. Like, I'm going to keep putting out a show. And I didn't originally even want to necessarily torture you and put you through that. But you even said, no, I'm going to be on here. I'll do it, too. And we all, you know, suffering together is a part of friendship, too. 
And it was three good friends of mine and myself doing the stupidest thing that you could possibly imagine, um, which actually some of those sauces turned out to be pretty damn good. They were but good. It, it was. Yeah, it, it was it was a disaster at the time. And it, it was a lot of it was a world of pain to be able to go through. Um, but it set a blueprint for what I want to do in like special episodes in the future, too. Um and I can't wait to see like what episode 100 brings because I have so many good ideas for it. Well, whatever it is, I'd like to be a part of it if I can be. So, um, yeah, I licked an air conditioner for that episode. I licked an air conditioner. I had my I, there was nothing. There was nothing I could do. I came so underprepared, uh, but it was fun. Like I, I, I met uh, David through that episode. Um, who we've stayed in close con- I've stayed in close contact with. Like there was a lot of there's a lot of good memories that, that came from that. Like it was it was unique. It was a very unique um experience. I think the only time I ever did hot that only time I ever did hot ones, but a lot of people have tried to uh tried to emulate that at our studio. I think uh the get in loser we started a podcast guys just did it a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. Um yes. Yeah, and but hey, you can't beat the original, in my opinion. So um, that was a tremendous, tremendous memory. Really glad we got that you invited me to be a part of that. And uh, you've always been good about inviting me to the, the, some of the special stuff. And I've always appreciated that. Of course. Yeah. Well, you're, you know, I wouldn't be into podcasting, first of all, if it wasn't for you as far as like having the outlet. But it's fun because we do now we're at a point where we kind of podcast together on a regular basis. So it only seems right that for the special occasions, I should have you on and like have first dibs on that. But not for something that's going to destroy our stomachs that much (laughs) next time, I feel like. It it was so funny to hear Steve complain about the flavors of them the entire time. And then the minute we walked down the stairs, me and Dave turned and Steve was gone. He had already gone to his car and like drove. We were like, oh, he's going to throw up right now. Right. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. There's some rough tummies. Yeah. Not rough tummies that night. Um, Was that? What was that? That was two years ago almost, right? Almost. Yeah. I can't believe it. 2021. Time flies. Time yeah, flies. It really does. Uh, all right. On to our number seven, Matt. All right. My number seven, I'm going to go uh, my pro wrestling road trips to Rochester. So um, so I did do pro wrestling at one point in my life, and uh, I actually used to drive extensively for training. Uh, it started off with me and my friend Vince, and eventually we had a bunch of people. We go to Rochester two nights a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, to learn how to do pro wrestling. Um, we had seven people at one point in the car, and it was just so cool because it, it was like seven of us driving to Rochester. We had all done uh, backyard wrestling together, which will make which is on my list as well, and I'll explain that in further detail. We'd all done it together. And now we're going to go train to actually do shows and stuff. Um, this it's, it's so cool how a, how a decision can change your life because my, as much as I like don't love pro wrestling right now. And, and you know, I, I want to be away from it. Uh, I would dare so say that Dan, the likelihood of us being friends right now, if I hadn't decided to get into wrestling, it'd probably be pretty slim. Um, I've met a lot of great people through my involvement in wrestling, a lot of tremendous people. Um, Honestly, some of the best people that I've ever met in my life have stemmed through my time in pro wrestling. 
some of the worst have also stemmed through my time in pro wrestling as well, but some of the best um, that have been lifelong friendships post my wrestling tenure. So, um, but it was so cool. We'd hop in the car, we'd pop on, uh, you know, we just talk pro wrestling, which is something we were all obsessed about. And we'd go to training. We'd, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd work out for two hours, practice matches, trying to learn everything. On the way home, we'd stop for dinner. Either we'd eat dinner there in Rochester or we came home and we'd stop to get Mighty Taco or something. We all And we just sat together. It was just, it was dude time. It was just us being together, sharing in something that we loved. And uh, I, I really, really did. You know, there was some great times and just, you know, things, it, things changed, right? Interest dropped, uh a lot of stuff happened and people dropped off one by one by one. And then there was a point where I was the only one going and, uh, and I eventually moved there and it's just, it was sad the way that it ended, unfortunately. But um, again, with a lot of these, you're just happy that it happened. Like the old me upset that it ended the way that it did, right. Upset that that road trip that was so special to me two nights a week was just kind of gone because people didn't want to do it. But I'm just happy that I can look back and say, hey, you know, we did that together for a little bit. We used to call ourselves the Niagara Nexus. That was our thing because right at the time of the Nexus coming out and they, we just, they, they let us beat up on people in there. It was, it was, it was, it was cool. Um, but yeah, uh, some probably, uh, ironically enough, I think that's my only pro wrestling memory. But my favorite one is the original one, right? When I was so naive and optimistic as to what re- what wrestling would mean to me um, and what it could be. My delusions of grandeur, some might say, but um, an experience that I can at least hang my hat on and say that I attempted. So, um, so the training road trips to Rochester, that is my number seven, we said? Yes. yes okay. Number seven. Number seven. So um, I... Uh... Yeah, I I wish I could have put like a a wrestling one on here that was like pro wrestling related. Yeah, because I think it is. You're right. Like as much as the industry is so toxic, it's such a terrible industry. We got a lot of really great things out of it and a lot of really great memories coming from things. Um, If I had to put like a friend related wrestling one on here, like as far as a pro wrestling memory. I never got to do I never got an indie moment when right. uh when I was training. Never ever. I wanted to ref for a really long time and uh like maybe a year or two ago, I found out that Brett was actually really pushing for me to ref at, at one point, which would have been kind of a crazy path if I would have actually taken that and done that, which I would have had a great time doing. I really would have. Oh, I'm sure you would have made a tremendous ref. It, it, I would love a manager role too. To this day, if anybody needed like a good, I, I would I would drop it for the right person. Um, but when Kevin won the Smash title, um, I went up to Canada with him, and it was a great. We all ran out at the end of the match, so it was like all all his boys, all his North, North Tonawanda boys, running in, and it literally like 20 of us ran in and beat up on Tarek and the video is hilarious. Cause like my hat falls off as soon as I get in the ring, like I'm wearing a snap back, like a Mets uh, backwards baseball cap <laughs> and it falls off. I put it back on. And it's sitting a weird way. 
we're all stomping. You see my feet, and I'm like nowhere near where Tarek is. <laughs> it just looks like I'm just stomping on the ground trying to get to him. But then we all held Kevin up at the end of it when he had the belt. And uh, at, afterwards, he was walking around talking to people, and he had me. He was like, here, hold this for a second. And so I'm like, I have the smash belt on my shoulder, and I'm standing there with him like, are you kidding me? This is so cool. Like that you're at the, you're in this position where the first time you wrestled here, people chanted, please come back. And now you're walking out with the belt. And it was, yeah, I know it's not on your list, but the fact that you're reveling in the fact that you were a part of his moment and that he wanted you a part of his moment. How cool is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? When you put that in a perspective, when you put that in perspective, he, he, a, a huge accomplishment for him, right? Him winning the smash title immortalized Kevin. I think he made him, uh, in my opinion, not like an indie darling, but okay. Now everybody, now people are taking notice of Kevin. Yeah. Um, and you're yeah. there for that. Yeah. That's that cool. Was, that was a, that was a really great memory. Um, but this one, I, I talk about that one to talk about this one with Kevin because, uh, Kevin, has been a long time, long time, long time friend. I uh, I met Randy in high school, which I'll get to. I love that story. Um, but afterwards, I met Kevin through him because he was the wrestling training outlet. And he was the guy that knew the most. And as we, the first year we were kind of like, I would go there and hang out and I kind of knew him. But I didn't know him like too too well yet. We we got along over a lot of different things, but it was just one of those things where we just had to find our common ground at one point. And one of the first days I can remember, like having a really 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 cool moment with Kevin was, we were all a bunch of us went to play baseball, ironically. And um, me and him had been putting together a match for some reason. I can't remember why. Um, but we went back to his house and there was like an overcast and a friend of ours from high school was also there. And he just like sat in the one seat. And we were standing there and we started putting together this match. And probably about 10 minutes into us, like actually putting it together, it starts to drizzle a little bit. And we were like, oh, it's raining. You want to go in? He's like, no. I'm like, I, I kind of don't either. And we just stayed out and we just kept putting together this match because we were just like, we were really having a good time, like finding the puzzle pieces and like putting it together. And, and there was something, I knew there was something really special about us working together, like at that point. And we literally, it took his dad call, coming out of the back door and being like, you guys got to come inside, like this isn't safe, to get us to get out of the ring at that point. Because we would have just kept going and had that entirely done. Um, but that was like my first memory with Kev where I was like, this is, we we have something really special that could go with it. And it took us through so many memories. We had countless matches together and like, a two year span. And then I got to watch him just grow up through the Indies and see where he is now and being respected and being the guy, the go-to guy for if you want good matches on the Indies somewhere. And this whole, 
the whole gimmick he has in ESW right now where he's with uh, Will and Randy and Andrew and it's like the old guys getting their respect. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it because like because that's my crew. That's my crew coming in and taking what's theirs. Will was on the Indies training with me every single show when Kevin and I were training. Right. Uh, Will Lucas was there. Uh, and I'm just, it, I'm so proud of where they are. But that match in the rain was one of my favorite memories ever. That is cool. That is really cool. I love Kev. I've said it a few times on this on this show and other episodes. And your your guys' friendship is really something. Um, yeah, really, really cool. I'd love to find a reason to get him on the show at some point. I really would. I know he's a busy dude, uh, but I'm sure we could find a way. Yeah, I would love that. We can find the right list for him for sure. He would love to do. He's a nerd too, so he can even do something that's out of character for him. Which I love. So very good, very good, buddy. Man, these yeah, are fun. Sure. These are. We're not even halfway through, and these. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it feels so good. Like just I talk know, about this stuff. Every time it's, it's a nice nostalgia release for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on to our number six, Matt. I'm excited to hear what you have. All right, so this is where I'm going to put the backyard wrestling. Um, yes. All right, so I was absolutely obsessed with, uh, with with wrestling. You know, at this point, I, obviously, I, I was, uh, it was after. So I did a year of college, and I uh, college wrestling. And things weren't like going great in that department, but I just I wanted something to do. All right, I. I Worked hard. I bought a trampoline um, and I was like, I kind of want to do something with this. So we had the net. We didn't use the net, but we had the giant post for the net. I went and with the little money that I had, I was earning from Target. I bought these ropes and I taped them. I taped three ropes to look like, you know, like it was a wrestling ring. We basically, we built this pseudo wrestling ring around a, a trampoline. And it was like, all right, maybe we got something here. I was really surprised, but it was just, it was just cool that like how it turned out. Obviously you couldn't run off of them, but we slowly started getting people. All right. The first time, first show we did, we and we filmed this all on many DV tapes. I don't think I still have these, but there's some gold on them. There was like, three people and we just do a bunch of matches that day and just try stuff, just try stuff out to have fun. Um, it eventually got really big. We were doing them once a week, once every other week. Uh, we were buying lights. We bought curtains. We were doing like, we, we just, I'd have like 15 people over and we just like, we just do stupid stuff. We'd fake jump off ladders and we had a fake table and, and, if we did chairs and all that stuff, it was, we had belts and it was so much fun. We just get together and do it. And like, I couldn't like, I couldn't believe the turnout that we would get some of these nights. We'd have entrance music and, and we we did the whole shebang. Um, you know, there's tight with this one dude, <laughs> we'd have a close up video. He got put through our table and, uh, <laughs> Actually, the table was essentially that wood that's above your head, not the not the planks, but the wood that's above your head in the pod cave. And we put it over yeah, two yeah, garbage yeah. cans. He went through a table and on the camera uh, on the table and then 
in the camera, you just see a bunch of like these flies just start flying up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he gets up and he sells it, right? He gets he, or he gets up, and he sells. He's like, oh, shit. And he gets up, and he's, he's swatting flies off of me. He, he doesn't sell it. He doesn't sell that. He just went through a table. <laughs> There's another time where he wants to come out of the garage. He comes out of the garage. He punches through the garage. This, this dude, Ariel, he punches through the garage because he's a massive jack dude. Punches through the garage door, all big and bad and tough. And he goes, and he has this like Mike Tyson voice. He goes, oh, I, I hurt myself. I cut my finger. And he, he accidentally like he punched his thumb through like a screw a little bit. So he's bleeding. So he goes, can we restart really quick? <laughs> so they, we restarted the entrance. There's another time where he was coming, coming out and doing push-ups. <laughs> and another friend fake like uh you like fake like this is gonna sound really weird but like fake dry <laughs> just stupid stuff just fake and he's like no no that's weird that's weird restart it was just it, there was so much other stuff where you know hitting each other with chairs like we use fake like ketchup packets as blood just some of the goofiest stuff and uh, i loved it it was the summer of 2010 or yeah, 2010s, and uh, it just happened that year, and we we never did it again. We never did it again after that year, but that one summer, that's what dominated it, and just it was so special. The amount of people, and these are my high school friends and people I met from all. We'd have people that I never met. They asked to come and hang out and, and do stuff with us, and I was like, yeah, come on in, and I met a lot of cool people, and this is all within my backyard, right? Let's go do a wrestling show and then have a bonfire at the very end of the night. It was just fun community, so... Um, so yeah, backyard wrestling is my number six. Let's keep talking about some backyard wrestling for a little bit with the, uh, with the man I owe so much of my life to, um, I have a story about someone we know mutually very well. Uh, so sophomore year of high school, freshman year of high school, I had met, um, a, a man named Andrew Cravata who I am still good friends with. Um, he was in my uh, my biology class, first period. Um, and he was into wrestling. And, you know, on obviously, because I went to public school after going to Catholic school for a little bit, I have free reign over my outfits. So I can wear my wrestling shirts all the time, right? <laughs> so my, my wrestling shirts, the few that I had at that point were like predominantly in my wardrobe. So me and him ended up like getting in a conversation or two about it. Um, and then on YouTube, it, they, you know, there was UIW. UIW is the thing. And uh, Andrew was a big part of it. And had told me, hey, go watch this. Like me and my friends wrestle, go start watching this on YouTube. So I started watching because I love wrestling. I'm trying to find more people connect with. And I think it's cool that they're doing something like this and they have that means. So freshman year, I'm all watching this. I kind of had friends that were good people, but I kind of knew that like I didn't want to necessarily keep them long term. As terrible as that sounds, I knew it was just kind of like temporary. Yeah, I was making throughout. Um. And then sophomore year, I happen to have uh, like five classes with this kid named Randy Philbrick. And he happens to be Randy Flame on UYW. So the first like two or three weeks of the semester, 
uh, I don't have any friends and I'm like kind of like just trying to navigate through this. And I'm like, you know, you have this connection with him where he likes wrestling. Like, why don't you just freaking say something to him? Like, this is your chance. If you have every one of your classes with this kid to have a friend in all of these classes. So finally, the one day, one faithful day, we have uh, a fire drill first period and he's in my first period class. So we go out and everybody's just kind of like talking amongst themselves. And he's talking to another friend of ours. And I end up going up to him. I go, you're Randy flame for from UIW. Right. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, uh, I, he's like, I watch your show all the time. And and I think you guys are really cool. And he was like, Oh, like, cool. Yeah. Like, thanks for watching it. And I was like, yeah, and then I, I think I started asking him about SmackDown or something after, like if he watched it on Friday. And um, so that was the only the you know, everyone back it went back in and we went back to class. Um, and then we had Earth Science Lab the next period together. So I got there before he did, and I was kinda like, Okay, let's see if like anything happens at this point. And he walked in the classroom and immediately sat in the seat next to me. Oh, it's so cool. (laughs) I was like, I was like, here we go. He wants to be my friend. And Matt, from that point, Randy and I were absolutely inseparable to the point where like two, like a year and a half ago when he was getting married and I'm like, everybody that's in there, I'm folding the pocket square for them for their wedding. Cause I'm the only one who knows how to do it. Cause my dad is like so particular about that stuff. I, I found myself like staring at him the entire time. Cause I was like, I can't believe that one chance led me to like everything, everything backyard wrestling, um, you know, concerts we've been through, been to together hangouts, the summer of senior year going into my freshman year of college, I was going through something and stayed with him for a week, just called him out of nowhere and was like, can I just stay with you this week? He was like, yeah, absolutely. And I just slept on his floor for like a week straight and we just listened to music and watch wrestling. And like, we've, we've been to hell and back together. And my, we, I'll go through something on this list later that will bond me, him and Kevin for life forever and it it's something that i'm so thankful for that i can to this day just text him and be like i love you and he'll immediately respond i love you too brother i'm so thankful for you and we have that kind of a relationship to the point where like uh me and him ended up being in chorus together for the last two years of high school um, he had skipped the course he was supposed to be in with me the sophomore year. We were supposed to have six classes together, but he kept skipping chorus and they ended up putting him in the advanced chorus because he said he could make that better with his schedule. He said he was double booked. He lied and said that. So he got an advanced chorus before I did, even though I was working my ass off to get in there. Um, <laughs> so he, uh, he went back. They did uh, for their like 20th anniversary of cabaret. They brought like alumni back to do a number. And my brothers were in high school at that point. And they were doing the rehearsal for the one number. 
And out of the corner of his eye, he saw my brother, Jonathan, and was like, I think that's John. And before he could finish the thought, Ben came running across the auditorium at him and like jumped in Randy's arms to hug him. <laughs> like it's that's how like that's how much Randy means to my family. My mom used to make him an extra sandwich uh, our senior year of high school because really? I, I would eat my he was kind of, it's kind of because he's a mooch off of everything I've ever done in my entire <laughs> life. But um, I had I used to get like free or reduced lunch at school. Um, which like was great because I would pack a lunch for school. And then if I was still hungry, I would just go and like, I have my own job and stuff like that. So I just pay for whatever reduced stuff I'd get and just pig out for the rest of that lunch period. So chorus was fourth period. I used to eat my salami sandwich and Randy be like, give me half. Like, come on, do it. You like, give me half. My lunch isn't until this period or whatever. So I'd always give him half. So I used to complain to my mom that I was giving Randy half my sandwich all the time. And um, he uh, and so the one day I opened my lunch and there's a sandwich labeled Randy. And I was like, <laughs> are you kidding? Like, like, uh, and I was like, Rand, he was like, what? And I just like silently handed it to him. He's like. Are you serious? She just did that for me. They came and saw um, the last public show of Jungle Book that I did. Um, him and Kevin and their spouses. Okay. And my mom. My mom was ushering, and they had to like kind of get right uh, right out of there. So Randy, like, I was taking pictures with kids, and Randy ran up to me real quick, and I hugged him. He was like, "That was amazing." And I'm running out, and um, he passed by my mom and didn't realize it was her. And my mom was like. She was like, good seeing you or something. And he turned around and just ran back to her and hugged her. Oh, like ran up. We have that kind of a relationship. And it was it's crazy that that little moment led us to all that. Yeah, Randy's great. Um, Randy is tremendous. I was actually really excited at your stag party last summer that I got to sit and chat with him and Kevin. But me and Randy always have really nice, like adult, mature conversations. Um, so he's, he's such a great dude that again, another one, I wish I was around more, but again, I could uh, chat with him anytime. He's always like excited to see me, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've only seen it. I'm not, I'm not going to say a handful, but a little bit more, maybe two handfuls of times in my life. And he's always, he still calls me brother. And I know it's sincere. It's not like one of those, what's up brother kind of things. It's like, oh, it's good. You know, he's genuinely excited to see me and it, it always makes me feel good. So, um, so that is that is that's great. Randy's tremendous, and that is a very fun story. Um, I don't think you've ever told me that one before. I think you've always mentioned that you had a fun story with the way you met Randy. Well, actually, you know what? You have told me the original meeting. You never told me the sandwich part. So, yeah, it's uh, man, it, it it's such a fun little thing, and it led so so much chaos in our lives. But <laughs> it's the best. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. So, yes, uh, we are now on to our top five memories with our friends. Matt, why don't you kick us off with number five? Okay. So uh, this one came at a very, like, tough time, literally, like, the worst possible timing. But it was one of the best things that could have happened to me. All right. So this is September of 2020. Um, and me... And my friend Chris and Anthony, who actually uh, both 
created this network that we're very fortunate to be a part of. They both created it. Um, he goes, hey, you know, this is, again, summer of COVID. So we didn't have, uh, I wasn't working at the time. So I was like, all right, cool, let's go. Um, he goes, we want to go for a weekend into the, uh, oh, God, what do they call it? Adirondacks, I think it is technically. And I'm like, okay, cool. That sounds really nice. Um, the morning that we were, we did leave, my dog passed away that morning. I knew he was like sick. He wasn't eating. He wasn't drinking the night before. And I'm like, Jesus, man. Like, it was just awful. We had just spent the weekend. We brought him along to a camp out in, out in Arcade. And it was just like, oh, God, you know, 17 years we had him for. And that morning he went. I'm like, ugh, ugh, it was tough. It stunk. That's terrible timing. Horrible. Oh, God. And but really, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You know, we, we did a little they did a little funeral thing for him. They buried him in the backyard and all that. But I got to see him before I left. And I hate, I just hated the timing out because my heart was racing and I was just an emotional wreck. And, uh, but we went and the best part about it was they didn't let me pay for a thing. Uh, they wouldn't let me, they, my whole weekend was covered and I love Chris and Anthony to death. I just spent, uh, I just went to Steakstone and sushi with Chris a couple weekends ago. Anthony, I haven't seen in some time. Uh, but he did come to my birthday video game night, which I was really, really happy about. But it was an important. It was, it was a, a great weekend. Um, and I think the timing, it, it helped so much. Uh, we go there. Yeah. Cranberry Lake. They do an Airbnb. It's this beautiful like log cabin like thing. And it's huge. It says Internet, sir. It, it has Wi-Fi, which is nice. A bunch of bedrooms. And we go and we visit. uh Lake Placid, like over the weekend, and we got to see where the 1980 like miracle on ice happened because it's right there. Uh, we oh, ate, cool. we 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 just we took a weekend to think about uh, just stuff, right? Like podcast stuff. We brain we brainstormed ideas, and we ate. We were just together, and actually, it took my greatest picture of all time. Um, you know, being in photography, I, I brought my camera along and I got a great shot where I actually captured all the stars in the sky. I just seen it today. I just re-seen the picture for the first time in a couple of years today. Um, but it was tremendous. And they were there for me when I needed um, when I needed them to be. And I haven't I, I don't know if I've necessarily been able to repay that favor as much as I would like. Um, things happen and they've always been really good. Uh, I do credit Chris and Anthony with a, a massive shift in who I was as a, as a person for a long time. And, you know, for, for a couple of years, um, they were just such good people. And I felt like there were times where I did take them for granted. Um, but we're still close. We still talk and still really good friends. We used to see each other and talk once a week. It's, split off they don't do as much podcasting if any um but to be there in a in a cabin with good friends and probably one of the hardest weekends of my life in my of my life um was something special and i take that for granted we actually 
fun story. Obviously, we're doing Eat Sleep List. Our way back home, which was a three or four hour drive, we played Eat Sleep List on the way home. Not like listening to it. We'd go around. Each of us picked a theme. And we go around the car, we do top 10 lists, and it helped pass the time by. So, um, so yeah, Chris and Anthony with at Cranberry Lake uh, is a very special one. Um, and that is my number five. So, love you guys, Chris and Anthony. Um, I'm going to hopefully say something to so you guys listen, but um, a special one at that. So, I appreciate you, fellas. Yeah. That's a great one. And, and and I know you've mentioned that story in the past because you've mentioned how you came up with the concept of Eat Sleep List. Yeah. Um, but that's such a – that um, comfort behind that too is just so uh, – it's so telling of who your friends are and like who will really be there for you in those hard times. And it's really amazing. It, it immortalized them as like good brothers, you know, to me. If like legit – just man some of the greatest people i've ever met some of the greatest people i've ever met so um so yeah that's my number five i love it uh my number five uh this is where it gets so hard because i love all these things so equally um my friend jimmy is one of my oldest friends uh he has been in my life since kindergarten as Steve has and as my friend Mikey has. And when I was growing up, Mikey lived like a like two blocks from me and then Jimmy lived like right behind him. Like you had to hop a fence and go through someone's yard and then uh, you could just like see his house from that point. And then Steve was only a few blocks the other way, like maybe a five minute bike ride from Jimmy's. So naturally the four of us would hang out all the time. Uh, when we got to high school, we started to drift a little bit, but still um, all hung out like that. Jimmy and I would always take bike rides around the neighborhood all the time. He would pick me up for school every day when he transferred to NT. Um, we just, we spent tons of time together where he's another one of my brothers. He lives in, uh kansas right now he's in kansas city right now so okay uh, yeah he's out there for working for school um but when he was 18 he enlisted in the marine corps and that was one of the hardest harder times of my life because he was my first friend to like leave and uh and kind of make his own way and that i couldn't really have contact with even when he was away um so I ended up, you know, I wrote him in basic and things like that. And then when he came home from basic, I got to see him for a few days. Um, and then he went back out and he ended up getting deployed to Kings Bay, Georgia. Uh, and he was married at the time. So he was the first friend I actually like went to go visit like i would pay for flights to like go see him so my third time there i went in july in georgia and he had a much more flexible schedule with the core so um that one was the most enjoyable because i got to go out with him a lot during that and fourth of july he had off and we spent the whole day just drinking together going to the beach going out to dinner. We went to a dock to watch fireworks that day in particular with Jimmy was such a memorable one because 
it being my third trip down there, I finally appreciated what that time meant and what value it was to just be there and be in that moment with him. And uh, even his wife at the time I was close with too. So it it was a really, really good memory to just have that. And it helped that I, we were 21 and she wasn't yet. So she, we had a, we had a DD for the entire day, which is <laughs> absolutely golden. Uh, but I, I absolutely love Jimmy. He's been there for me in my hardest times and in my best times. Um, there's been a fun thing we do is there's been a picture of the four of us taken from like probably every time from eighth grade up until we took one at my wedding. So there's a picture of the of the four of us all from there. And I want to find a really old one to put it up against too, to kind of see, you know, how we've aged throughout the years. Um, but yeah, 4th of July was just really special because what's more American on 4th of July than getting drunk off of American beer on a beach with a with a Marine? Like there, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing. Listen to country music, too. It doesn't get much better than that. It really doesn't get much better than that. In that Georgia, cool. in the South, like, what are you going to, there's, there's no better way. <laughs> That's special. You've mentioned Jimmy to me uh, quite a few, uh few times. So um, obviously a very, very, very special one. So that is, that is tremendous. My man. Great choice. Yeah. Great choice. Yeah. Thank you, man. All right. Top four, Matt, lead us off. Okay, so top four, I am going to go with, I actually just took this one last April. All right, last April, end of March, uh, I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And uh, I've done it before. I've done it multiple times. But this past time that I went, uh, I went with uh, Brian, my buddy Brian, uh, Jack, and we call him Boyd, Nick Boyd. we love football. Football is our common bond. We all did two point together. That was our show. And that's how we kind of like, it was the glue that like, and not the glue that held us together, but we, we legit bonded over just talking football and podcast form. So I decided I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's get a road trip going. Cause you know, I just, I don't get to see these guys outside of talk. I like just work like, what felt like work and what I essentially made work. So we did. We left early in the morning and uh we, we drove to uh we drove to Canton. And uh I should also shout out to our friend Sean um and his dad showed up too, but we were in the car. Uh the four of us were in the car. Um, me, Boyd, Brian, and Jack. We stop at my favorite place, the Melt, in uh in Cleveland. We eat and the, these guys have never had this. And I, I'm one of those people who if I'm with somebody, I want to see them doing or experiencing something for the first time. Like, it's like, it, it's, it's a, it may be a weird thing, but I just like to see like people's reactions. I don't know. I, that makes me happy internally. Um, and the melt is a really special place. It's a unique place. Like they, some the food that they serve, it's all various special grilled cheeses and everybody was just happy. Um, you know, everybody was happy to eat there. So we ate and we hopped back in the car and then we drove to Canton and, Pulling up, it had been a couple of years since I had been there, but pulling up again, uh, George Hallis Drive, uh, named after the the famous Bears coach and owner. Um, pulling up, and you see the the museum, and you see the big field, 
And I just get out of the car and just, just excited. The, the weather was beautiful. It was a really nice day out. And, uh, and I'm here with my football guys. And we, we do the tour, right? We walk and we're taking our time, reading stuff, learning. And, uh, and just, just, it's a special like feeling. If you really love football, you just, it feels good to be at a place that worships football and the history of it. Um, and we go through it. We go through the tour. We go through the gift shop and we're, we're you know, it takes a couple hours. And uh, on the way out, we actually got to met, meet a pro football hall of famer. Eddie Robinson uh, is his name. And he played for the green Bay Packers way back in the sixties. Um, he was actually on their first the first two Super Bowl teams he played for him, which is really cool. He was really great. Shook our hand, talked to us, asked us about where we were from, and we just chatted. And, and he was he was a sweetheart, man. Um, absolute great guy. And uh, and it, when the ride home happened, right? We were all just excited and kind of like waking up on the way there. But on the way home, it's just like it was magical. We were playing. Uh, road trip games just on the way back. We do karaoke. All right. Um, our buddy Boyd, he's a, he's a bigger fella. And he was, we were listening to uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. <laughs> and when the drum solo came up, he lifted up his shirt and started playing the drums on his stomach. And we're like, what? This is only, only in, in this car, only in this car. It was just madness. We stopped at Krispy Kreme on the way home. And it had been a while since we had that. It was great. Um, but it was a special road trip. Um, definitely special. Definitely an iconic one. I I want to do more stuff like that with with friends. Just pick a spot and just go somewhere for a day. And um, yeah, really, really special. So Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, Dan, if you're ever interested, I don't know if you've ever. I don't think you've ever been there. I don't think you ever mentioned going there. If you're if you're ever interested, um, I'd be happy to go. I'm always looking for an excuse to go. Uh, and spend a day there. So, um, so yeah, Pro Football Hall of Fame road trip. Uh, that is my number four. I love that. And to answer your question, I would absolutely be down for that. However, out of principle, I absolutely have to go to Cooperstown first. Fair. Like, That's fair. Co- Cooperstown has to be my first one because of my love of baseball. But after I do Cooperstown, I could do anything else. So as soon as I do Cooperstown with my dad, you are next. It's I'll be here waiting. Football. I'll be here waiting. Perfect. <laughs> That's a promise. That's an absolute promise. Um, okay, I'm going to put... Mm, okay, I'm going to put the U2 concert here. So my trip to Toronto with um, Steve, Dave, and our friend TJ. Oh, I know this story. Most- Oh my God. It was one of the most <laughs> memorable experiences. I won't, I won't get into like the meat and potatoes of this one because they're so, I could, I could do a whole podcast. <laughs> um, but my God, it was fun. It was a 24 hour trip. Um, and Steve was like, he's like, Oh, I've heard you two's pretty good live. Like we should go like that's, you know, they're a legend band. We should like try and see him. Like we, it'd be a fun friends thing. And I'm down to do anything with him, obviously, because we've been friends for so long. Um, but I, uh, I, I was just like, yeah, let's let's go. I feel like it'd be fun to go to Toronto. Um, and uh, Dave was like, he felt the same way. He was like, yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but I'd be down to go. Like, I, I think that would be a good time. 
TJ was like, don't, don't like you too. I'm going to hate every second of this concert. <laughs> uh, you know, he's like trying to sell his ticket up before until we walked in the door. Um, everything from the drive to Toronto to the actual concert was wildly interesting. Um, we started off at Mighty Taco here. Uh, we drove up. I got an offender bender on the way up because oh, no. the QEW decided to come to a dead stop out of nowhere. Mm. And I missed hitting the person in front of me. But then TJ goes, yeah, but now the person behind behind you is going to hit you. And as he said that, the person behind me hit me. Um, but there was no damage to my car. There was no damage to hers. So we ended Good. up just, just driving away from it, which was fine. And uh, Dave actually took a selfie with Steve out in front of us pulled out at the side of the road like an asshole. Um, <laughs> so... We got to the hotel and um, Steve's dad, because he travels a lot of places, actually hooked us up with the. It was this really nice room. Um, but we went around Toronto with a friend of Steve through PSN like years ago. Um, and she took us to this great restaurant. We went and we got food. Um, and then we just kind of like explored Toronto up until the time we had the concert. And then we did the concert and YouTube was unbelievable. They were one of the, visually, they were one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. They were so awesome. Even TJ, who was like at the beginning of everything was like, I, w- I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Turned to us at the halfway point and just went. I hate to say that I'm into this right now. And <laughs> and it, we were all, it was so cool. And then we left and we were so hyped up because the concert was so good. So we went to like a world of beers place and got it like wasted off these beers that were like 13% al- alcohol. There's the Toothless Gary story, which you can go back to other podcasts and listen to it because I feel like I've told that a million times on podcasts. Yes, I love that story. I, I love, love Toothless it. Gary. I love Toothless Gary. Um, but then uh, we went back to the hotel room and just like all passed out. We had gotten poutine right before and like you, you got to get poutine in Toronto. That's like the thing to do. Um, and then one of the best parts of it was the next morning. I like wake up early no matter what scenario. I'm always the first one awake at a sleepover and like talking to the next person that gets up. Um, but I woke up and Steve happened to be up before everybody else. I mean, you're like, hey, uh, you want to get breakfast? And you're like, yeah. So we go downstairs. Hotel stopped serving breakfast like half an hour before we got down. Oh, so we walked two blocks and we found like this McDonald's that was like in an underground like subway station. And it was the most satisfying breakfast we've ever had in our entire lives. It was so good. And we just sat and we recapped the night before. We drove back and we got Mighty Taco again to cap off the night. It was amazing. <laughs> that trip was one of... And um, TJ's killing it. He's he's one of those people that decided to, like, just keep learning as much as he possibly freaking could. So he has, like, a doctorate in some kind of, like, biophysics, like, ridiculous thing. And now does all sorts of stuff with it. So he's in Japan with his fiance right now. He just sent me, like, Snapchats from Tokyo the other day, which was unbelievable. But um, that was one of my last, like, really good times with him, too. 
and to just have that time with Dave and Steve. And uh, that was that was a great, great time. So the U2 concert and the Toronto trip made my number four. Very good. I was fully expecting that one to make your list because that's I think it was one of my introductions to Steve is you telling that story. Um, Love that story. I think I told it on a pod, actually. So very good. Very good. Thank you, man. All right. Top three already. Matt, you're number three. Top three. All right. So this one you were actually a part of. Um, I'm most positive. This is my birthday video game night from last year. You were yes, there. I'm you were there. We had ma- yes, yes. Yes, you were. Because of the Madden day. Yes. Yep, yes it yes, was yes, a Madden night. Um, I, for some reason, in hindsight, super jaded towards birthday appreciation. Uh, <laughs> just doing stuff for my birthday. I'd always done like the family uh thing but as far as like getting together with friends i was just like eh. i'd always hide on face hide, hide off like facebook's so i didn't want happy birthday messages or anything i don't know i was a weirdo um still am a little bit but um but to have that you know for somebody who didn't really care about celebrating the birthday and have as many people as we did show up like it was like one of the coolest feelings uh to have i mean I don't know. I was just like such a pessimist about a lot of stuff. Like, oh, nobody will show up, yada, yada, yada. I don't, again, I don't know why. But I was really just just down. And instead of like looking at all, like it was nice because that was one of the first times I was like, I wasn't focusing on, oh, who didn't show up. I was just gr- really grateful and happy for everybody who did. Because uh, there was a lot of people like Brandon, uh, our good friend Coconut, uh, and a couple people drove in from Rochester. Um my uncle and my cousin Nico showed up. My my brother and his his fiance showed up for a little bit, and all these like really like Jack, his his brother, David, yeah, David. Um, you know, you of course, and and just so many other. I think we had like twenty people in the room at one point. Anthony, Brian, uh, and moment. Chrissy. Yes, Brian, Brian and Chrissy, of course. Chrissy um, yeah, uh, you know, it's just it was a cool feeling that they were all there just because of me. So, um. So that was it. And you just playing Madden all night, right? It's just tremendous. All sorts of different football video games. Oh, Tice was there. Tice was there. Tice was there. He was there. He came for a little bit. I'm trying to think of anybody else who uh, there was quite a few. I'm sure I'm missing some names. I apologize. Turnout. You had a great turnout that night. That was awesome. It did. It it did. Uh it was a lot of fun. Um so yeah, I was always really grateful for that. Uh I don't know if I'm gonna do anything like that for this year. Um, I don't, but the idea has crossed my mind a little bit because it's actually that's the last time I think we've attempted a, a video game night of any sort. So I may or may not do something. We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling in a month or two. Um, but yeah, so that'd be my number three favorite memories with friends is the birthday video game night. So I think we're due. I think we're due to try again. That's, um, if you and I really like put our heads together and promoted it and found the right to it. We could make people like circle it on their calendars and come to it. I like to think so. I like to think so. We'll see. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about some stuff we can do this year. Sounds good. I think, you know, this is something I've also been realizing lately. It's someone, someone recently told me go where the energy is. And I think that's such an easy and a powerful statement. And we have so many good vibes here. And I think when people 
like come here and experience that, especially now that we have the ghost like crew on there too. They have some yeah. great people that could be around and like enjoy those nights. Like there's there's some really fun stuff that could be done here now. Yeah. So for sure. Just just me having uh just refocus on it, I guess. So we'll Hell see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I understand and everything goes into that too. Um my number three, um it, I'm gonna call it my it was centered around my first Eminem concert, but it's my trip to New York with Dave when I took it. Um, because it was the summer I turned 22. Summer I turned 22, I believe. Um, and that summer in particular was really fun. I remember traveling a lot. I remember um, a lot of instances of like freedom throughout that summer. And one of the big ones was uh, going to New York with Dave uh, that summer, which I'm trying to think of what the heck. No, it must not have been. It must have been the summer I was 21. Yeah, because I it's this weird thing in my head where I have to correct dates and get dates absolutely <laughs> right. In same way like an ocd thing with me so it was the summer i turned 21 so it must have been summer of 2014 and i had always wanted to see eminem live really really bad oh he's my favorite artist of all time and uh he had just released an album that year and he was doing like a four city tour with rihanna he was doing the monster tour and he was doing two shows at metlife and I remember sitting in my at in Buff State's library at the time, and I was like, "This is my opportunity, and I don't know if I would have this again." And I was like, "Do I just bite the bullet and buy these tickets?" And I was like, "And I could buy two. I feel like Dave would go with me because of how big of a fan he is." I don't know for sure, but I guess I could find somebody else. In the meantime, as I'm having this thought process, I'm hitting purchase on the final checkout of the tickets. So I'm having this stream of consciousness. Then I get this text that uh, it's like, you're all set. You're going to the monster tour with Eminem and Rihanna. And I looked, I was like, oh, my God. You're doing it. Oh, my it. God, I'm going. Oh, my God, I'm going. So I... I get ready to text Dave, but I put something on Facebook about it right before. And as I'm getting ready to send Dave a text, he comments on the thing. And he was like, wow, you didn't even think of me for like for this or whatever. You just went ahead and do that. It's something I would have loved to do. And I replied to him. I was like, I was like, Dave, who do you think the other ticket is for that I bought? <laughs> He was like, he was like, nah, you're just saying that to make me feel better. I was like, dude, I was literally about to text you. I'm, co- I'm replying to him on that. I was like, dude, I was literally about to text you. I bought two tickets with the other one in mind, and it's yours if you want it. And he he calls me, and he was like, he's like, dude, are you serious? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, we're we're going, and we're going to this. He's like, I'm, he's like, I'm crying right now. It's like, so good. <laughs> um. And I don't know, I don't think he had been to New York City too much up at that point, up until that point. And also, um, my abuelita's there too, my last living grandparent. And it takes like, I don't see her too much. And like, we have a weird, kind of a weird relationship. So like, we don't talk on the phone. It's only like when I'm in the city that like, we really bond and I really get to see her. So if I bring a friend with me or somebody significant, like, you have to be really somebody to meet, meet my abuelita. Yeah. So we we stayed with her for a few days. He really got to know her. He loves her all. Like, he talks about her all the time now. Um, 
but we uh we explored New York together. We just had the best time, but it all stemmed from that concert and we had seats way in the back. I bought like the biggest note, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter what like we had the best time doing it. And it was cool cuz the the contrast between the first time and the second time I saw Eminem, the the second time I saw him, I knew a spot close to the stage that you could get to easily. So I could see like the outline of his cheekbones from where I was standing, which was an amazing feeling to be able to get that close. Uh, But that first time was absolutely unbeatable. And we also, Dave is one of the few people in my life who loves the Mets. And we went to a Met game together. Oh, cool. Like like that, that trip is something I'll really never forget because he really made that an unforgettable experience. Um, and also recently I've been thinking about that trip more because uh, I can kind of admit this on the podcast. Uh, we had a me and Dave had a falling out that we shouldn't have had um, in November of 2021 or so. And more recently, me and him have been communicating again. And uh, Good. we uh, a lot of break last week because he's in the school field, too. We were playing Fortnite a lot together and just kind of catching up on each other's lives and. I, you know, we're not forcing any like type of hangouts, but we're getting prepared to uh, like get together in the future again and stuff like that. And it's made me realize like I need to cherish that stuff with with people because some things in life aren't worth holding grudges with. And, you know, the the whole expression about drinking poison and expecting the other person to die isn't great either, which I wasn't poisoning, poisoning myself with like, oh, for, F that guy or like, you know, that kind of thing. But um, it's one of those things where I, I genuinely, and I know you're this way too, I don't like having beef with people. Oh, I hate it. I hate, I hate it. it. I hate it. It lives in my head whether I want it to or not. It, it's just the most terrible feeling. It's it's the, the worst feeling to have. So I'm so glad I have that beef kind of straightened out with Dave. And he really is a good guy. And uh and I love him to death. And he's one of the closest people I've ever had in my life. And uh, that trip was really, really special. And it was an unforgettable memory with me and him because it summed up everything we love in one trip. And uh, I'm forever grateful for that with him. I'm actually like, I mean, obviously that's a great pick, but I'm even more happier to hear that you guys are chatting again, man. It yeah. is, it's, it's, it's really tough when somebody who was like right there, like, like so close and it just the next time, you know, there's just strangers stuff happens, stuff comes up, things aren't talked about and they're just a stranger to you, the stranger that you used to know. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a rough feeling. It is a rough feeling. I've done my best in the last couple months to kind of reach out, reconnect with people. Um, some have replied, some haven't, uh, it is what it is. I've know that I've done everything that I can, uh, to try and make things right. And, you know, if they don't want to, that is their choice. But um, it's always really good to hear when a friendship gets kind of rekindled. So I actually really, really, really makes me happy. So, yeah, I'm I'm very happy, too. He's he's a really good person. And it's nice um, being able to reconnect with him because I it last you know, last year was a, a rough year for me. I did a lot of growing up in the last couple years of my 20s where I realized, like, who certain people were and who my friends like actually are yeah. and how, and how some people like even 
though you think like, oh, they're they're good. They're not taking my kindness for weakness. Sometimes it's the ones you don't expect. And it, for for a minute, I thought Dave was that person, and he's not. He's really not. And we got in a in a heated kind of genuinely uh, over. Uh, you know, we we got over anxious about situations. So. Um, I, I'm hoping to rekindle that and I'm, I'm really thankful for him. I really, really am. Good. Well, that, that generally makes me really happy because you're both really good dudes. I like Dave. I met Dave through you. So, um, so yeah, it's good. It's just, it, it, it's a huge sigh of relief, um, that, that awkwardness is gone. So great choice. Great choice. Thanks, dude. Um, all right. Top two. This man, this has been a great list and I really don't want it to end. I love when we do personal ones like this. I legit probably could have done a top 20, but yeah, I feel really, really good getting to talk about some of this stuff. I could have uh, done a top 10 with Steve alone. We have yeah. gotten into like some of the, like, I'll, I'll have to tell like embarrassing stories on here. One of these days, like to, to a certain degree, cause I have tons of them like involving him and oh. stuff we've done. 90% of my life has just been me embarrassing myself. So I'm sure that would be a tremendous, <laughs> uh, tremendous discussion. That is yeah. for sure. That'd be a great time. Um, <laughs> all right. You're number two, Matt. All right. My number two, this one was, uh, was a really, really great. Uh, December of 2021, me and my friend, uh, Brandon, uh, we know him as Coconut Through Wrestling. We go to Indianapolis. All right, we've been planning this thing since probably February, at least discussing it. And because uh, we started doing the Colts fans of Bills Land show together. And I, it was nice. I had money again. I was working and uh, he had never been to Indianapolis. This would have been my third time. I went two times prior, 2018, 2019. Um, didn't get to go in 2020. Unfortunately, that was the COVID year. Would have loved to go see Philip Rivers play um, in Indianapolis, but we go in 2021, Christmas. Things are lining up, right? The Colts are making this great playoff push um, late season. They're on a bit of a winning streak. Um, still having me nervous, but I'm like, all right, this is Brandon's first time. Um, and I just, I've always wanted to do this. So we're, we're getting front row seats. We were right behind the Colts bench. Uh, right there and we go and we sit front row and they're playing against the Patriots who we all know the rivalry. Uh, I think a lot of people remember the rivalry between the Colts and Patriots, you know, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, um, a lot different in 2021, Carson Wentz and Mac Jones, uh, a little bit different caliber, but it's still a big game because both these teams are vying for playoff spots. Sure. And I think at the time too, the Patriots were technically ahead of the bills in the playoff in the AFC East, I think just a little bit. Um, so we're sitting there watching the game. We're getting text messages almost instantaneously. Yo, we just seen you on TV. I'm like, are you serious? Like I was on TV, like people flooding. I'm like, damn, like I'm trying to watch this game, but also I was just on the NFL. Like I was on TV. Uh, so that was cool. And it's it, the Colts start off really good. And then, and then things start to unravel in the most cultish way. And then we're sitting there watching and, it's maybe three minutes left and Carson Wentz hands the ball off to Jonathan Taylor and Jonathan Taylor rips off a 70 something yard touchdown to put the game away. I knew like, it was just, it was tremendous. And it, like, I've never seen the Colts stadium like that energetic. It felt like a bills game. Like I was at a bills game with how just it, like people were yelling, screaming. 
And like the thing too, this was supposed to be like a regular Sunday game. It was moved to Saturday as a primetime game because all the implications of it. So it was Saturday oh, night yeah. football. So we're sitting there and just the whole stadium's just pumped up. It's energetic. They got a whole like tailgate outside. They do the Colts do their own tailgate out in the front. But we're sitting there and I, I seen Taylor run in for the touchdown. I just looked at Brandon. I gave him a big hug. I said, This is like this is this is like how it doesn't get much better than this. Uh and it set the tone for the the rest of the weekend. Cause I think it was the first no, it wasn't the first time. It was the second night we were there. We were there for a couple of days. And uh, it was just a great trip. Brandon, you know, we, we didn't do the touristy stuff, which I really liked. We actually did more culture stuff. We go to bars, right? We 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 get to be around the, the, the people of Indianapolis and everybody too. And we met so many fun people, went to the bars, tried different spots. I, I found my favorite restaurant, Bar Grill in Indy uh, and Kilroy's there. Um, it was a great trip. And I was so grateful that I got to be there for his first time for that. And he actually, he went last year uh, with his family. Is uh, he went to the Washington Commanders game, and he, him, and his father-in-law, who's a Washington fan, his his wife, and 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 uh, and I think his son's three or four, maybe a little bit older than that. But you know, got to bring them along. He got to have that moment with his family. So I was really glad that I got to pave the way and make it. You know, sometimes it's just about just doing it, right? Just going. You can talk sure. about doing something forever and then never do it. But man, once you finally do it, it's just, it, it's a great feeling. So I was really glad that I could be there for that. So my trip to Indianapolis with, uh, with Brandon is my number two. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, really love that memory. Uh, especially well, you're going to love this too. It ties kind of directly into my number two. We've been okay. doing this a lot, which is very strange throughout this list. I know it's some kind of connection, I guess. I think so. Um, my, my number two, I have a lot of great memories with Steve, but one of my most favorite memories um, was what I called best friends week, 2021. Um, and that was the week of Thanksgiving it's a week to really be like thankful for each other. Right. Um, and Steve had just gotten uh bill season tickets and he invited me because I had never gone to a bills game before. He invited me to see the bills play um, your Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> uh, this week gets better. I promise. Uh, but no, it's really good it, for me. I mean, it was really good on my it's end. It's great for you. It's it's really good for you. I, I Isaiah McKenzie didn't fumble your reception in that game. I know. Um, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was. You know, I I'll get to it in a second. Um, but we uh, he invites me to that. I'm so excited because it's my first Bills game, and uh, I've never been to anything like that before. And then my coworker happens to email the week before that because she has Saber season tickets that they're doing something the day before Thanksgiving and she can't go to the Sabres game. Mm -hmm. So she wanted to know if anybody wanted her tickets. So I bought them and I texted Steve and I said, hey, I just pulled these, the trigger on these Sabres tickets for the day before um, Thanksgiving. Do you want to come with me as uh it's like a payback for you taking me to the Bills game. I'll take you to the Sabres game. He's like, that's a great idea. 
and we could go to Gene McCarthy's for wings right before, like I always do, which oh, it's so good. It's wings are so good if you've never had. Them. I never been, I never even heard of it actually. Oh, so good. We we you'll, you have to come to some wing spots with, with us because we'll we'll introduce you to some that we found throughout. Buffalo. I know I have my regular spots here in the falls and and NT, and that's I gotta open up. I gotta spread we, my wings. Uh, we gotta just a find little bit. some for you. Uh, <laughs> So uh, the Bills game, we tailgated beforehand. Um, We listened to one of our favorite albums. It was rainy and freezing, and we watched the Bills get their ass handed to them. And then, you know, halftime came, and, like, there was some morale. Bills fans are so pessimistic, and that's the one thing I learned being at the stadium is everybody, like, but, like, from the – it was a, it was a very bad game, but from the first drive, they're like, "Oh, Indy scored. We suck. We're so bad." It's like, "Oh, you're so other football teams score and we're bad just because that happens in every single game in the NFL." Like it's they're so pessimistic. There's there's just such a, but um, then they the Bills came back uh from halftime in the third and went three and out and the energy immediately got sapped from the stadium because then. Then we knew it was over. It was raining too, wasn't it? It was raining too. So badly. Yeah. And so we stayed a little while longer and then left. But I was, I had a smile on my face the whole day. I, I bought my Josh Allen jersey that day. So it was my first football jersey too on that. So I just, I had the best time. And because of you too, especially because of you, I don't mind losing to the Colts. Like I don't, they're not a bad team necessarily and they're they have a good fan base and they have good hearted people but we're okay we're okay I can't be too mad you guys have way more reason to hate bills fans than we do to hate Colts you know what fans. though that's that's something that i've had to learn to overcome over the last couple months i'm i like that's one of those things that i like regret like over exaggerating how maybe how bad i've portrayed bills fans like why was I so afraid to like go to that game? Like, just go, just yeah. be, just just go. Like, they don't come here very often. They don't come to Buffalo very often. Just go. I should have just went. I mean, I did have a really nice party at the studio viewing party, but like, I should have went and been there for that. And my fear of the Bills just stomping out the Colts and just being harassed the whole time it prevented me from seeing the Colts winning. So it's one of those things where I got to stop like being afraid of stuff because of what I think might happen and just go. And then whatever happens, happens and just, and just whatever I'm there because I want to be, you know? And, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember you, you were messaging me the whole time. It was, yeah, it was raining out. The bills were getting slaughtered and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, but it was cool that you guys got yeah. to, you and Steve got to do that together though, that and the Sabres game. Did the Sabres was, win at least? I was having a blast. And then, no, not at all. So we, <laughs> that Wednesday, we were like, well, maybe we'll get some redemption. Maybe because like the Bills lost, the Sabres will win for us or something like that. And we went to Gene McCarthy's. The wings were phenomenal. We pegged out. And then we went to the stadium. And me and him always, you know, I've talked about it so much on this list already. Me and him have the best time no matter where we are. We can make the best out of any situation. And uh, we we just had the freaking best time. I, the Sabres got so stomped. They got so stomped out. Uh, 
but we we had a great night and then thanksgiving was the next day and it it really gave me something to be thankful for like the fact that he was in my life and that we still can at this age have those weeks like that where we just have the best times um if it weren't family related i would put my ufc uh utica trip on here because mm. that was such a great time. That was the third card I went Wait, to. They did a show in Utica. They did because um, the Boxing Hall of Fame's up there, and it was like induction oh, weekend okay. or something like that. So I, I so I've worked in Utica. Weird... I've worked in Utica, and I just feel like Utica's a just disgusting city. Like Dude, I, I... It, it was in <laughs> what was the arena that it was in? Because it was this tiny. Uh, the Adirondack Bank Center is what it's called. Okay. So the, they did it in there. And when I walked in, I was like, this is like an ECW hall. Like, what are they doing here? Um, but it was, we were for that show. So I've gone to three. I need to go to more. I absolutely, absolutely need to go to more. Which they're rumoring they're coming back to New York. Mm. If they come back to New York in May. I, I have to find a way to get tickets. Um, but, uh, I've been to Cleveland. I went to Buffalo when they went to Buffalo and I sat in the box in Buffalo, which was great. Sat in the nosebleeds in Cleveland, box in Buffalo. And then for Utica, I was like eight rows back from the cage. Oh, no kidding. I could, I could hear every punch being landed (sighs) and it was a, it was a fun card. Like there was a, they, there ended up being like a finishing streak where the last five fights were finishes and like to see a heavyweight fight and hear their punches like right next to it is like disgusting it, i'm sure i'm sure it hurts a whole it's... new respect the the main event was ended in a 26 second knockout which nobody was expecting and it was the fastest knockout of the year so that was a cool thing to say you were a part of yeah like the the fastest knockout of the entire year being like the one you were at and it was a head kick so like the head kick landed and the guy fell and you saw everybody just like pop up at the same time. Um, Frankie Edgar, who's a UFC legend, was um, in the guy who wants corner. So I shook his hand after. Oh, that's me. That was cool. Um, so that's a cool memory and sport and it's sports related. So I wanted to mention it there. Um, but being with Steve for the Buffalo sports week, man, that was that was the best. We're blessed in Buffalo to have as much professional sports as we do. I wish there were more. I really wish this area would try and get. Uh, I wish to get a basketball team again. I think it would do well here. I think it would do well. I wish they would see what uh, the Toronto Blue Jays love so much and just either move the Jays out of Toronto and bring them here, which would never happen. No. Or just put a baseball team in Buffalo, like a, a major league one. We yeah. I think the, the thing that's hindering it is the Bisons. For Even sure. though their attendance, I don't think is very great, and they're not really like a great team. Uh, they've been kind of poopy over the last couple of years, but I would, I would really enjoy a, an NBA team here. I think Buffalo's on the up and up, and there, there may be something there. When was it the Clippers when they left back in the seventies? Buffalo was kind of on the downswing a little bit. It was kind of falling apart, but now the city's kind of it's it's on the up and up. I feel uh, yes. Uh, as a community and maybe maybe someday maybe someday uh buffalo gets a nba team again or, or another professional sport that'd be neat i would love it that would be the best uh all right we are on to our number 
one in our memories with our friends. Matt, oh, saw. man. I love these dudes. I, I love them. I wish I get to see them all a whole lot more often. But my number one is uh, basically any time I got together with my buddies, Justin, Eric, and and Billy. We were inseparable. Uh, the main thing that we did when I first got a car, uh, that was like our golden ticket anywhere. Because I was a year older, technically. At least just a grade older than than most of them but uh we legit did everything together karaoke car rides were one of my favorite things all right we're going to the boulevard mall this week we're let's let's just sing our heart we sang journey don't stop believing every single time we got in the car together every single time and semi-charm kind of life too which is really weird but um uh, i love that song it's a great song it's i was great. just singing it with julie last night we <laughs> You know, another fun memory I have with Steve, we go to concerts a lot together and we saw Third Eye Blind on tour and they were on the 20th anniversary tour of that album. So they did that album front to back. Oh, man. Excellent. That is cool. It is. It's a fun song to sing along to. I had no idea what the hell it meant at the time. Now I do. But um, but that was like something we did. We I. It was. I, we didn't have Bluetooth. My car, that car was so old. We had the tape player, so you put the, the 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 tape MP3 player, where you had the cord sticking out of the, the cassette, and you plugged it into whatever MP3 device you had, and we just play that song over and over again. So, um, we do that. We go to the Boulevard Mall, we you know, and, and and go hang out. That was a big deal. Like we hung out at Best Buy one time, like a bunch of losers, but we hung out at Best Buy. Uh, we were on the wrestling team all together. We actually got our friend Billy to do wrestling because. Justin, Eric, and myself for doing it. Uh, we ghost hunted at at Billy's house. Billy's dad purchased an old funeral home to live in. A massive, the, the three floors of this thing. It was massive. We ghost. We did a ghost hunt there one night. Stayed up all night, just dressing up goofy and just had a blast. Um, the birthday parties, the you know swim parties. Uh, you know, we did a camp out at my place for for my 18th birthday with with some other people, and it was just. It was insane. It was insane. Uh, we're lucky the cops didn't get called. That's for sure. Um, but we were just legit inseparable. And like back to what I said about my number nine, like you don't realize the last time you all get together uh, in that former fashion. It's it's tough. It's tough because, again, like I see a lot of people like again, it's really cool. My wife, you know, her best friends she's had since high school or probably actually since before high school. Excuse me uh, for some time. Dan, you've had Steve since you were in second grade. Um, I, you know, you really thought these guys are going to be like those lifer, best friends, inseparable. And then just, just life happens. Uh, life happens and you, yeah, you kind of got to go with it. Right. I, I was the first to graduate and, you know, going to college and uh, college and not that I went very far but at first, you know, but with college wrestling and stuff, I was just busy all the time. And then uh, just things happen. And we just, those, those moments became few and far between. But the nice thing about it is that whenever we do get together, uh, it's it's like we never drifted apart, right? Um, Billy's dad like passed away a few years ago, uh, unfortunately. I think it's like the it might be the eighth anniversary of it, you know, sadly. But that was the first time since high school, since 2009, that we had all like gotten together and seen each other again, and we were just it was. It was surreal. And then at my wedding, right? I got to see them all at, at my wedding. Uh, Justin got married before us, but one of them couldn't, uh, Eric couldn't make it. 
but my wedding, we were all together again. And it was just, it was magic. It was, it was cool. Um, I cherish those memories quite a bit. Uh, and, and I used to be angry at the way it all just kind of ended and fell apart and just bitter about it. But now I look back and I'm just, I'm so glad that I had that because, uh, you know, I, I like to tout up high school sometimes as like these these really great times, but uh, you know, they, they weren't necessarily socially for me. But I had, but because of these guys who were my friends uh, and made every effort to make me a part of their lives as much as I did theirs, uh, it there's some of the bright spots. So, um, so just anything to do with Justin, Eric, and Billy, uh, but most prominently the karaoke car rides because we sung our heart out. I love that. Man, that that makes me feel like really really good. And you're right, you never know when those times are going to be your last. And it doesn't pay to be bitter about it. You you learn to just kind of appreciate those times and yeah. like take them for what they are and really reflect that they were, you know, really great times and you were lucky to be able to have those memories. Yeah, no, I I really am grateful. I actually just went. Uh, me and Justin went out for wings the the other day, uh, last Sunday, and we just got to shoot the shit and talk for the first time in seemingly forever. And uh, it was really nice. It was really nice. A lot of a lot of reflecting. So I love it. Um, and on that same kind of token, uh. This is a memory from high school that I thought was absolutely insignificant was just another day. And it turned out to bond me and some of my friends for absolutely, absolutely for life. Um, so Monday, May 9th, 2011, I had always been into like getting, uh, like I had always wanted to get tattoos. I have like, seven or eight now or something like that. But it's always been something I've been into since I was uh, younger. I've always just loved the art style. I thought like they're bad at like wrestling. Blame wrestling because wrestlers have some of the coolest tattoos I've ever seen. Randy Orton in particular, or, like his sleeves, like there, there are certain people who just have it dialed up so well. Yeah. Um. So I thought I was going to be working a match with Kevin, but Randy, Randy either wanted ended up wanting to do something else or Randy was unavailable or he needed to do something or he had detention or he was being a bitch. Like it's one of those kinds of things. But I remember we were, we were going to make it over there eventually. So my parents thought I was over with Kevin, like at Kevin's house. Um, but like I was heading home and had my own ride, but this is besides the point. Um, Randy was going to go hang with this girl or get his haircut. And I remember him saying, if you pay for my haircut, I'll come hang out with you guys instead of going to do that. Cause I like eventually. Need it. So I was like, fine, whatever. And I paid for his haircut. So he would come hang out with us. <laughs> so we went, we hung out. Um, there's this spot by the train tracks right over here on, um, that, that run, parallel to Oliver. Yeah. Um, Randy lived, lived on East Ave. So it's right by those tracks. So we hung out at this base that we used to hang out with at in high school, right near those tracks. Um, me, him and our friend, Jordan, um, who Jordan is 
Jason, uh, who graduated with us, he's uh, his younger brother. He lived down the street from Randy his like entire life. Um, and they all grew up together on the avenues. But Jordan was two years younger than us. He, uh, he would hang out uh, with us like at the beginning of the day, all my junior year, like right in the morning where everybody would just congregate in their little groups or whatever. He was always in that group. Um, really good kid. Uh, but he wa- he walked with us to Tonawanda. We walked up all the way up the train tracks to go to this place to get an estimate for what this one tattoo that I actually ironically have now. I ended up getting it like eight years after the fact. Um, I got an estimate for it and walked out. Uh, I think my at the time girlfriend met us at like Colossal and then we walked back on those same tracks while we're walking back i get a call from my parents they're all pissed off because i was with randy and not kevin i don't even know how they like realize that these were that was the thing they got mad at back in the day ben would skip whole entire days of school and would get like a slap on the wrist (laughs) i like wasn't at kevin's and was with randy and all of a sudden i got grounded for a week hold on ben's the baby right ben's the baby well, there you go. The oldest. There you the go. Oldest. Yep, I know but how that goes. Get the brunt of everything. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, I ended up getting in trouble, but I, you know, I I went home. Everything was like fine, but like it was me, Randy, Jordan. They hung out that day. They hung out the next day, and then, uh, Jordan had to go to work on the third day, um, which was May eleventh, um. May 12th, Jordan was gone. And it happened very quickly. Um, And it was somebody that we had had daily interactions with all the time. Oh. And yeah. So it was devastating. Like he had Tuesday, he had come through my line at work because I used to work at a grocery store. So he came through my line. They were just, he was grabbing milk with his sister, Amanda. And, uh, he grabbed it, ran right through my line. We were catching up a little bit, ran out. I think I passed him in the hall that Wednesday. Um, and it was, there's still a lot of question as to like how exactly he went and what the circumstances were. But, uh, um, the night of May 11th, he passed away. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, two weeks after we're with our friend, we're attending his funeral like exactly two weeks from that date. And it was right. It, it, it all happened. Was it two weeks or was it a week? It was a week. I think it was, yeah, it all happened very, 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 very quickly. And that's why Randy's daughter's name is Jordan. Oh yes. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. We went through what me, Randy, and Kevin went through, and like everybody on the avenues and stuff like that, losing somebody. He was 16. He was 16 years old. And that's when we all realized, like, kind of in that moment, how important certain things were, like, in life. Like, that we just need to cherish the time and try to hang on to everybody we can and, like, that's part of the reason like Randy and Kevin live their lives like they do by being like such good people and like 
so down for the cause for absolutely everybody. And it was, it, it was the absolute worst day of our, May 12th was the worst day of our lives because May 11th had happened, but May 12th, we all found out. And we all like, Kevin was in my lunch and Kyle, his younger brother, we were all at lunch together. And, uh, Kevin had just come from BOCES and we were all sitting at the table. Normally we have a huge group. The whole group was gone because they were devastated. And we, uh, the three of us just sat at the table and didn't say a word to each other. And then we were like, do you want to go to the library? Cause like school counselors were in the library and stuff. And they were, and we were like, yeah, let's go there. And we all went and we just sat at the table and we said nothing. We all left. We all eventually just went home. Cause yeah. Like, what do you do? I couldn't stay there the rest of the day. Some people in the school used it as an excuse for to go home for the day, which was really kind of shitty. Fortunate, yeah, 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 super shitty. But you know, it all oh, God, God judges that at the end of the day, and I like he knows, like that's that's on their permanent record for sure. And the people that knew knew, um, but it was it was hard because you don't realize in that moment what that could mean and for the next like two years me and randy would walk the tracks on that day and like go to like just get chinese food or get food and like then walk back and uh the first year we did a memorial where we went to that spot and we all like read letters that we wrote to him and like that sticks with you the first tattoo i ended up getting um, is to memorialize my grandparents and Jordan. Jordan's initials are on the middle of my back. Okay. Um, so it's there. There's there's a lot I learned from that day, and it was to never take friendships for granted. And it's not like you know, it's not a favorite memory as far as like it's so hat. Like it was a great day, and I'll never forget that day and what that day meant. But, you know, it means so much more to that. It means it, it rem, it's a reminder of who your family is and like who will forever be around you and what you how short life can be and what you should and shouldn't take for granted. Um, so Jordan's last day um, with me was my favorite memory of my memories with friends. List. That's a great one, buddy. Yeah. You feel better? Yeah. You feel a, good? I I feel great. I feel, you know, this story has, or on um, this list has been really, really great. And uh, it's been such a nice recap of all the beautiful things that we've been through in our lives. And I think this was a really good one to reflect on this week. Uh, I concur. I concur. You picked, uh, I was, again, I was so happy. I, I like when we can, we can tell personal stories and stuff instead of, you know, it's always nice to make fun lists, you know, lists of our favorite things and stuff. And we get to actually tell stories. Um, you know, it, uh, yeah, it's a good vibe. And I, I, I certainly feel a whole lot better after, after today. So I appreciate that. Um, next week we got to figure out the date and stuff, but our good friend, Johnny Townsend is expected to be back. We're going to do another creative one. Uh, worst cereal license ideas. Um, so that should be uh, it should be interesting. Who knows how wild and wacky uh, it will get. Definitely uh, maybe a little bit more upbeat than this. I would probably say upbeat compared to this one should be a lot more uh, a lot of laughs. That's for sure. Um, but that I'm really looking forward to uh, to talking, making a list with Johnny again. He's uh, he's one of my favorite people to talk to. Always has something funny to say. 
and uh yeah it should be it should be interesting so yeah I love that dude. I can't wait to have him back on here. And uh, man, I can't wait to talk to you again. I, uh, I think I will possibly have something for you the next time I see you in person, but I will, uh, I'll keep, I'll keep you posted about. Okay. Um, But uh, this has been really great. And on friendship, as always, I'm lucky to have your friendship, Matt, and I'm lucky to be doing the show with you always. And this is such a nice outlet to really go over the stuff. It is. And I am grateful for you, my friend. Uh, this show would be dead in the water if if you didn't reach out to me. And um, again, I'm glad that we've gotten a lot closer over these last, what, six months or so, probably a little bit longer than that. And uh, we'll be able to do this. So thank you for thank you for, for being my partner in all this. Always, always, always. Um, So that was a great list this week. And until next time, on behalf of that and myself, do you even list? Let's see it.